Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. I'm a little nervous standing up here today because, um, and maybe that seems odd, because uh, I'm in front of people every day, right? Um, Jason Corcoran a couple months ago said it's different being up here than it is in front of your kids in, in, in school, and that's for sure. Um, I could get up and stand uh, in front of a classroom and talk about chemistry or physics uh, all day, and that doesn't bother me. I don't, I, that's not doesn't make me nervous. Um, but to get up here and talk to you about prayer, um, see, in the classroom, no matter where the kids are at, I know I know more about chemistry or physics than they do. Right, uh, and that that's pretty easy. You can stand in front of talk to, uh, about something that you know your audience doesn't know anything about. Uh, but I know that some of you uh, you you've walked with the Lord longer than I've been around, and, and so to come up here and and talk about uh, prayer, um, it, it's it's humbling and uh, and and it's nervous. But um, what I've found is um, in in our small group and and talking to people, no matter where you're at. Uh, in your prayer life, it, it seems like um, all of us seem like we could do better. Like, like we could pray better, we, we could do better at it. Um, and, and so that's, that's where we're at today. I, I don't know, uh, not too many people I talk to um, say, you know what, I, I got this prayer thing down. Uh, and, and, and I don't know anybody that has a PhD in prayer, and if you do, that, that's awesome. Um, but but that we could be better, we could do better at it. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Um, this is the, the second message in our 40 days of prayer. Uh, and, and I titled this The Basics of Prayer. Okay, so just, some, just some basic things that, um, uh, you know, if you've been walking with the Lord for a long, uh, with the Lord for a long time, you, you may have these down. But I hope uh, today that, that it will stir something in you to, to just draw closer to the Lord and walk closer with Him, and spend more time in prayer. Uh, So let's pray before I get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to be in this place. Lord, uh, we thank you for uh, the opportunity to worship, uh, to lift up the name of Jesus. And and Lord, we just ask right now that you would come and stir our hearts, Lord, to to draw us closer to you, uh, to to pray more uh, fervently, and Lord, I just pray that uh, the words that I would speak, Lord, this morning uh, would not be my own, Lord, but that they would come from you. Lord, uh, be glorified uh, today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to start today, uh, and actually I want to talk about some myths or misconceptions about prayer first, uh, some things that prayer is not. Um, and, and the first one that I want to talk about uh, is, uh, is that prayer is, is a magic wand. That sometimes we kind of get stuck in that, uh, that idea or that concept that, um, that, that prayer is a magic wand and we just we say some magic words and, and we, we wave some prayer around and all of a sudden uh, something, something's there, something's changed, right? Prayer does change things, absolutely, but, um, but God is not a genie in a bottle, Right, to, that he comes out and, and he grants our every wish. Um, he wants uh, he wants us to talk to him. He wants us to have a conversation with him. Um, 
more than just um, more than just to make our request or or to uh, to to wave around a magic wand of prayer and, and all of a sudden God answers that right um, Matthew twenty one twenty two says you can pray for anything and if you have faith you will receive it. And sometimes we take that verse maybe out of context and, well, I mean, that is what the Word of God says, and it is absolutely true, right? Uh, but in the context of that, Jesus was talking to His disciples in the verses uh, before that, and He's talking about going out doing kingdom work. Uh, and He's talking about doing work for the kingdom, uh, and He's encouraging them, saying that uh, the, the things that they had seen Jesus do, uh, that they would do the same thing to a greater degree or, or even greater things, and he says, and anything, uh, when you pray for anything, if you have faith, you will receive it. So he's talking about doing, doing kingdom work when you ask him for the things that you need to do kingdom work, that he's going to give those to you, right? And the, those four words right there in the middle, if you have faith, they make all the difference in the world, right? Uh, and so prayer is not a magic wand. Uh, God is not a genie in a bottle. Uh, that's the first myth or misconception. Uh, the second one is that uh, prayer is not a tug of war. Okay, uh, In Luke 18, verses 1 through 7, uh, it says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should pray, always pray, and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't, think, so don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. See, a lot of times we get stuck in prayer and we think, if, if I just keep asking God, and, and he wants us to do that, he wants us to ask him. But we're not going to wear God out. We, we don't annoy God. He's not intimidated by us. Prayer is not a tug of war. Right, he wants it to be a conversation, uh, and so sometimes we kind of get that mentality that we're just going to wear God out, and He's going to give us what we want um, because we've we've annoyed Him so much. Right? He's He's not annoyed. He's not intimidated. Uh, prayer is not a tug of war. Um, myth number three: uh, prayer is not a ritual to relieve guilt. See, in our, in our Christian walk, whether you've been a Christian for a long time or maybe not very long, uh, you've at least been around people uh, talking about prayer or maybe you've been around people praying and, and you understand that that's, that's kind of an expectation. And, and we get stuck in this where um, we, we know we need to pray because uh, we're a Christian. If we don't, we feel guilty about it. And so uh, maybe we go one or two or three or four days without praying uh, and, and we're feeling guilty. Or maybe we've gone one or two or three weeks without praying and, and now all of a sudden we're feeling guilty um, because we haven't prayed. And, and we should pray, right? But if the only time you're going to prayer, if the reason you're going to prayer is just so that you don't feel guilty anymore, 
uh, that's not what God is, that's not what he desires, that's not what he's looking for. And so prayer is, um, uh, is not just a, a ritual to relieve guilt, so that you know you've fulfilled your Christian obligation, and you can, you know, mark one up for me, God. Okay, and the last myth, or the last misconception, is that, uh, that prayer is a fire extinguisher, okay, uh, that we use in case of emergency, um, and so Galatians, um, or I'm sorry, let, let me, uh, we, we do that a lot, right? We get to ourselves uh, in a bind or we get stuck uh, someplace and, and that's what we do. We, we pray and we should pray. But if that's the only time we pray, that we're missing out what God has for us in prayer. Um, God wants us to, to be in that constant relationship with him, that constant communication with him. Um, Galatians 6, 7 through 8 says this, Do not be deceived. Uh, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So this, this verse is about uh, the, God's principle of sowing and reaping, right? Uh, and so what does that have to do uh, with prayer? Well, you know, sometimes we don't pray like we should, uh, and, and then we find ourselves, we, we've been sowing to the flesh, right? Uh, and we sow to the flesh, and then, um, and then we, start to see, uh, we start to see a harvest of that. We start to see the crop coming, and, and so we start praying for crop failure, right? We sow to the flesh, and, and then we're praying for crop failure, and then, I mean, sometimes God does that. He, he, he lets the crop fail or he, he diminishes the crop and we don't uh, reap necessarily uh, all that we have sowed. Okay? But, but God wants our prayer life to be more than that, more than just going to him in case of emergency. Uh, and he wants that constant uh, communication with us. So uh, prayer is not just to be used as a fire extinguisher. Okay? Um, spiritual growth is not optional. We should pray always. Okay, so those are misconceptions or myths. So let's talk about uh, some foundational truths about prayer. Uh, these are truths from, you know, from the Word of God about who God is, His character, and, and our communication with Him. Uh, foundational truth number one, God wants me to talk to Him. He wants me to talk to Him. Psalm 103.13 says, The Lord is like a father to His children, tender, and compassionate to those who fear Him. God loves us. He, he wants us to talk to Him. Uh, 1 John 5, 14-15 says, And we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since he, we know He hears us when we make our requests, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. And then Jeremiah 29, 11-12 uh, says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. See, God desires us to talk to Him in a, in a way that we're always in communication with Him. He wants us to talk to Him. Uh, he desires that communication from us, and He wired us that way. He wired us for prayer. And, and people all over the world pray. They don't all pray to God. But, but they pray because God's wired us that way. 
okay? Uh, and, and he wants to hear from you. Uh, for those of you that are, are parents, right? When your children are babies, uh, you long for the day that they will communicate with you, that they'll talk to you, right? And you sit in front of them and, and you make the, you know, you, you, you show them how to hold their mouth and their tongue and how to make words and talk because you want them to communicate with you. You desire for your kids to communicate with you, right? Because them talking to you and telling you what's going on is better than them laying on the floor crying, right? We want them to talk to us. We, we long for that. How much more does God want that from his kids, right? He wants us to talk to him. He desires that. Um, and prayer is a, it's a conversation, right? And, and we, just, we can just talk to God, and we can talk to him uh, wherever we are, uh, whatever is going on, and, and it's not just an in-case-of-emergency type thing. The second uh, foundational truth about prayer is that God listens to prayers that are sincere and simple. Matthew 6, uh, 5-8 says this, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So God just wants to hear from us. Uh, and and he wants to know what's on your heart. He wants to know what's on your mind. He just wants you to talk to him. Uh, sometimes we worry that our prayers don't don't sound like somebody else's, or our prayers aren't good enough. And and that's not what uh, God wants. Um, as Amy mentioned, we have Ashley and I have two kids: Jay, who's twenty-one, and Annie, who's twelve. Um, and I like and enjoy talking to both of them. Right, But the conversations that I have with Jay as a 21-year-old are not the same as the conversations I have with Annie, who's 12. Right, But that doesn't change the fact that I want to talk to both of them or I, I have that desire. And I don't go to Annie and say, listen, when you can have a conversation like your brother, when you get to that point, come back to me and we'll talk. Right? God wants us to talk to him wherever we're at. And whatever our level of maturity, and it's not about King James English or anything like that, he wants to know what's on our heart. He wants us to keep it simple. Okay, And there's no topic that's off limits. Whatever is on your heart, God wants you to talk to Him about that. Listen to this verse, uh, Psalm 37, 23. It says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives every detail, right? He delights in every detail of your life. He wants to know what's going on in your life. He wants to know what's going good. He wants to know what's going bad. There's no topic that's off limits. He's God, right? He wants us to talk to Him. I, I want to encourage you uh, as, we, as, as, as I'm talking here uh, to, to pray out loud, 
Okay, um, and I know that's hard for some of us, and we don't like to pray out loud. And and but but let me give you a, a couple of reasons why. Okay. Uh, let's go back to that verse that I just read just a minute ago, Matthew uh, chapter 6, right? In verse 6, he says, when you pray, go away by yourself and shut the door and pray in private. I think God has an expectation that we're going to pray out loud. Otherwise, he'd have just said, don't be like the hypocrites who stand on the street. Just pray in your head, right? But I think he's saying here, go in into." Uh, into your room in private, shut the door behind you, pray in private, because there is an expectation that God would have you pray out loud. Okay? Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have said it like that. Um, and, and God set the example for us. Uh, he, he is a good father, and so he sets example uh, for his kids. In Genesis chapter 1, at the, uh, when God created the world, right? in Genesis chapter 1, it doesn't say, uh, and God thought, let there be light. Right? God said, let there be light. He spoke it into existence because he's setting a model for us that we would, we would speak things out. Right? And, and he wants you to speak out your prayers. Um, otherwise, I don't think Jesus would have said, go in private and shut the door behind you. Now, can God read your mind? Absolutely. He knows the intention of your heart and he knows what you need even before you ask him. Right, and we can talk to him all the time, uh, and we can pray in our minds, and and we can think our prayers to him, and I and I believe that he hears those, but I think at some point he there's also an expectation that we would pray out loud, and I encourage you to do that. If you if you don't do that on a regular basis, try it. I I believe it will make all the difference in the world. You will see a change uh, in your prayer life, and uh, and you'll see a change um, in the things that are going on around you. Okay, uh, and, and I know that's hard for some of us, and we think, well, I, I don't pray good enough, or, or the words that I say, they, aren't, they don't sound like somebody else's prayer, right? Uh, but, but God wants you to, he wants you to, to try that. In your small groups, when you get together, pray out loud. Uh, pray uh, when you're by yourself, pray out loud. Um, and don't worry about what it sounds like. God is more concerned about your character than he is your reputation, right? Your reputation, that's what other people think of you. Your character is what God knows about you. And so he's not so concerned about what other people think of you or what you think other people think of you, uh, but he is concerned about your character, okay? And so praying out loud, uh, one other thing about that. Um, in Matthew eighteen nineteen, uh, it says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. That's a powerful verse. Let me read that again. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Okay, so there is a time for us to pray and a time for us to go in and close the door and pray in private, but there's also a time for us to come together in agreement in prayer and, and that the Lord would, um, would grant those things that we agree together about. How can I agree with you if I don't know what you're praying? 
not, maybe not in this setting, but definitely in your small group setting, or at least uh, you know, if, if you have a prayer partner, and if you don't, I encourage you to, to do that uh, within your small group or, or wherever that is, uh, but pray together, pray out loud together so that you can agree together uh, and, and see what the Lord will do. Uh, foundational truth number three God likes to show His grace by answering prayer. Matthew 7, verses 9-11 through 11 says this, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? In Psalm 31.22, it says, In a panic I cried out, I am cut off from the Lord. But you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. See, when we talk to the Lord, when we, when we make our requests known to Him, uh, He knows what they are, but He wants us to talk to Him. And, and He answers our prayers. He wants to answer your prayers. Now, sometimes he doesn't always answer them the way we think he ought to, right? Or in the time that uh, we think he ought to. Um, but he, he always answers our prayers. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes the answer is not yet. But he will answer your prayer. Uh, and, but God's going to answer uh, your prayer in a way that doesn't contradict His Word or His character. And so if you're praying for something and, and it's contrary to, to God's Word, or you're praying for something that's contrary to His character, uh, he, He's not going to answer that in the way that, that you think he, you would like for Him to, because God can't contradict Himself. He can't go against His own character. So sometimes He tells us no. Right? Um, his answer is never contrary to His Word, and He won't give you what you haven't asked for. In James uh, chapter 4, verse 2, it says, yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. He knows what you want before you even ask, but He's not going to give it to you if you don't ask Him. That's what James chapter 4 says. He wants that constant communication with you. He's not just going to give you what you need even before you ask Him because He hear from you. He wants that uh, constant communication with you. Right? Uh, if you're a parent and you have teenagers, if the only time they come and talk to you is when they need money, right? Uh, you might drag that out. Tell me again why you need money. Right? God wants that constant communication with us. And so um, sometimes He will make us, uh, you know, ask us to repeat. Or uh, we have to pray for things for a while. We have to wait on God's timing. But He wants that constant communication with us. In uh, our foundational truth number four, it says, God longs to be close to me. Isaiah 30, verse 18 says, So the Lord must wait for you to come to Him so He can show you His love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for His help. 
See, God wants us to be close to Him. He wants that close relationship. And prayer is the uh, avenue that He wants that to happen. And so He wants uh, us to talk to Him and because He wants to develop a close relationship with us. He wants that, um, that closeness uh, that we know Him and that He would know us. Uh, in Psalm 37, verse 4, it says, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Now that sounds kind of magic wandish, like that first uh, misconception, right? He will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, but, but that's not, it, it's not that He's going to give us the greedy, lustful desires of our hearts, Right? As we draw close to Him, it says delight in the Lord. As we draw close to Him, as we have that close walk with Him, um, as we follow His commandments and, and learn more about Him, as we delight in the Lord, He will give us uh, the desires of our hearts. Right? It's not those, those greedy things that we, we um, desire, but, but He puts His desires, His desires in our heart. Right? He gives us the desires of our hearts. He gives us the desire. The desire for what? What is His desire? His desire for your neighbor's salvation. He wants your neighbor to come to know Him. Right? So He puts that desire on your heart. Why? So that you'll come talk to Him about it. So that you'll pray and seek Him and pray for your neighbor. Right? He puts that desire on your heart. Uh, your de uh, his desire for the hungry to be fed, right? He puts that in your heart. So you go down to Zane Trace after church and you buy a walking taco so that the money will go to help feed uh, or to, to get food for those kids who can't afford that, right? He puts that desire on your heart to help those uh, who are um, uh, less fortunate. His desire for transformation in our community Right? He puts that desire in your heart so that you'll come to Him and talk to Him about it and, and pray to Him. Right? He wants to answer your prayers. He wants His desires to become your desires. And that, that's what that verse means. And as we delight in the Lord, as we draw close to Him, uh, that, that's what He does. Okay? Uh, I want to I give one more example here before I end. On this... Um, being close to God or God wanting a close relationship with us. Uh, and, and it comes from Deuteronomy 5, uh, verses 23 through 27. Uh, and in Deuteronomy 5, Moses is actually recounting this incident to the people of Israel. Um, and, and I'm not going to read all of that. I, I'll just paraphrase it for you. Um, here's what's going on. Moses is going up to the mountain to pray. Uh, to be in God's presence and pray. And, and the children of Israel have come up uh, to the base of the mountain, but, but they don't go up on the mountain with Moses. Uh, but they're there, and, and they hear God talking to Moses. Uh, and they're a little scared. Actually, they're a lot scared. And Moses comes down off the mountain, face is glowing. And they're like, whoa, what is this? Okay. And, and Moses has been there, and, and he's been up on the mountain. He's been talking to God. And the people are like, you know what, Moses? You, you do that. You go talk to God. Uh, you come back. You tell us what he said. And whatever he said, we'll do it. But we're going to stay here, and we're going to hang out at the camp. And I think God was giving them an opportunity for the, 
for the children to come up uh, to the mountain to be uh, near to him, to have that uh, communication with them and, and to talk to them. And they said, you know what, Moses, you do that. Right? God wants a close relationship with you. He wants to talk to you, and he wants to communicate with you uh, through prayer, through his word. Right? Uh, and you can't, can't just be content to let the leaders, uh, Pastor Aaron or, or the elders, the, that they would hear from the Lord and then come back and just tell you what he said. Right? God wants a close relationship with each and every one of us individually. Let me read uh, Psalm 103, verse 7. And it says, we're talking about God here, it says, He revealed His character to Moses and His deeds to the people of Israel. Going back and talking about this story, see, the people of Israel knew about God, but no, Moses knew God because Moses went up on the mountain and he spent time alone with God and he heard from God and he talked with God. Right? And so there's the difference right here in Psalm 103, verse 7, that he revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The people of Israel got to know about God, but Moses got to know God. See the difference? God wants you to know him, he wants to reveal his character to you. And he does that when we pray, he does that as we draw close to him. And he desires that closeness with each and every one of us. Isn't that amazing? That the God of the universe would desire to be close to us and want that kind of relationship with us? So, um, I, I just want to take a few minutes here at the end of service um, to, to give you an opportunity to pray. Right. I, so I've talked about prayer um, but, but I want to give you a chance uh, to pray this morning. And here's what, I, here's what I'd like for you to do. If you have a prayer life that is non-existent, you, you don't pray or you don't, don't pray hardly at all or, or whatever that is, uh, I want to give you an opportunity just to talk to God and, and, and let your request be known to Him. Right? Start the conversation with God. I want to give you an opportunity to do that if, you, if you've never done that before, or if you don't, you don't pray very much, or uh, just to take time to do that. If your prayer life is good and, and everything uh, is, is great there, and you, you spend time with God uh, each and every day in prayer, uh, that's awesome. I want to give you an opportunity just to go before the Lord and, and see if there's some desire that, uh, that He wants to put on your heart today to draw you closer to Him. God wants that close relationship with us. So I'm going to ask if, uh, if you turn on a little bit of music back there, if, if you would uh, just bow your head this morning. The, the front is always open. If you, if you feel like you need to come forward and pray, or you can pray at your seat, God hears you wherever you're at. But I want to give us just a few minutes this morning, uh, an opportunity just to pray before the Lord. Dear Father, we thank you that we have an opportunity, Lord, to, uh, to draw close to you, to come to you in prayer. We thank you that you love us so much and that you desire that for us. Lord, to know you, the God of the universe, God who created all that we see around us, that you would even, even have that desire to... to to have a close relationship with us. Lord, we thank you for that. 
Lord, uh, we are sorry, Lord, that sometimes we make prayer into something that it's not or not something that you don't desire. Lord, forgive us for that. Lord, help us to move forward in our prayer lives. Lord, to draw closer to you. We know that prayer changes things. So, Lord, we just we come to you this morning, Lord, to, to pray, to, to hear from you, Lord, to um, just to hear your heart's desires. I pray that they would become our desires, Lord. Lord, I pray that our conversation with you would just be uh, unlimited, Lord, and that it would be um, simple and, and just from our hearts, Father. Lord, I pray that as we continue in this 40 days of, of prayer, Lord, that you would just continue to show us, Lord, how, um, how we can draw closer to you in prayer. Lord, that you would just continue to give us revelation. Lord, that we would uh, see, Lord, the plans that you have for us and that we would just walk by faith in that. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we ask all these things. Amen. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant. Another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org. 